The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Bernardo's and Aldi Ireland Food Insecurity Research Study, which was launched today. Stephen Moffat from Bernardo's joins us. Now, Stephen, tell us about this survey you've done of who to find out what. So ourselves and Aldi have partnered uh, together over the last number of years trying to have a look at the prevalence of food insecurity across families uh, in Ireland. Uh, so what we've done is uh, we've got a, a coin research to carry out a national representative survey uh, of families across the country. Uh, you know, that's, that's parents uh, with children under the age of 18 uh, and talking about the, their experiences over the last 12 months uh, in terms of uh, some struggles they might have to provide uh, themselves and their children uh, with sufficient food. And 41% of parents say they have skipped meals or reduced portion sizes so that their children would have enough to eat. That seems quite extraordinary in what is, by international standards, a relatively prosperous country. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a very high figure and unfortunately it's one that's grown over the last two years since we first started doing this piece of work. You know, I think it just reflects that, you know, the, there are parents out there who are struggling. They will always as well put their children first. Uh, you know, that's what parents really seem to be doing across all our surveys around this issue. Um, you know, but that means parents themselves having to go without, you know, the additional anxieties and stresses that that causes them. So 41% saying they had skipped meals or reduced portion sizes. That seems like a very large number of parents. And also almost one quarter saying that they've had to borrow money to feed a child in the last year. Yeah, it's something, again, that's a figure that's jumped from 16% when we carried out the survey uh, last year. Uh, and I suppose it's reflected the fact that, you know, a lot of families, particularly families on low incomes and low and fixed incomes, you know, who might just be trying to get by week to week to uh, afford necessities when something crops up you know they suddenly find themselves without uh, enough money to be able to put enough food on the table for themselves and their children they're having to go out and borrow you know different means that might be friends it might be families they might be having to go to try and get short-term loans from the bank um you know different methods using credit cards and realistically yeah as, as you point out in a wealthy country you know that's something that we don't think families should be having to do what are they cutting back on, though, so as to prioritise paying for food? You know, we see, you know, they're cutting back on anything that would be seen as non-essential. But unfortunately now as well, what we're seeing is they're cutting back on essentials. So they're cutting back on, you know, clothing. Uh, they'll cut back on extracurricular activities for their children. Uh, you know, food is the absolute priority. So, you know, we do have families and uh, families we've been talking to and families who filled out the survey cutting back on energy bills, heating costs, electricity, um, you know, as well as transport costs. There are some families as well who said, you know, they've cut back on medical costs as well. Uh, you know, so it's right across the board. When they're really struggling around food, it is a priority and they'll cut back on absolutely everything else in, in order to, you know, feed their children. Okay, so what does Bernardo's want done about this? Now, we think it's, it's a really important issue that the government needs to reflect upon, uh, challenge some of the narratives that we've, that we've completely come out of the cost of living crisis, um, you know, because low-income families are struggling. So first and foremost, you know, continue the progress of the Hot School Meals Programme. The School Meals Programme is really, really positive. I need to think about two things. One, it's not nothing happening within secondary schools, uh, and often secondary school uh, children are more expensive to feed. And also thinking about what what happens for families 
when uh, there's school, uh, school holiday periods, you know, whether it's during the summer or during Easter periods, when families can really, really struggle. Um, so we, we also need the government to think a lot of, long and hard about the fact that a lot of food insecurity and food poverty amongst families is due to insufficient income. And making sure that families who are really struggling around food have, a, have access to sufficient income. That might mean uh, looking at the next budget and making sure that social welfare rates reflect inflation levels and also looking at the additional needs payments. That's where families are really struggling go to social welfare officers to get emergency payments and those payments are made as quickly as possible. Okay, there's a lot of messages coming in from listeners. One says, I'm not on a low salary. I'm on 58,000 a year with two kids and I skip meals to feed my kids and I also have borrowed money to buy for the shop. Another one says, I'm an accountant and my husband is working in logistics. We have one four-year-old daughter. I can also say I've cut down on my meals to have dinner on my daughter's plate. This is not only low-income workers. Okay, it's quite a lot. There were some positive things out of this as well, though, I would would suggest to you, uh, Stephen, that uh, people are showing an increased focus on providing healthy eating options for their children. Tell us a bit about that. Yeah, absolutely. You know, almost nine in ten parents say that healthier and nutritious food is one of the most important things they look at when they uh, go to buy food for their families. You know, that's been growing over the last number of years. It's up from uh, approximately 80% last year. Um, you know, most uh, parents as well, just over three quarters, saying that they try and have uh, a meal together as a family, which is really important when children are developing. You know, being able to have that time to spend together as a family. Um, you know, families want to be able to provide their children as well within the survey uh, with fresh fruit and vegetables. So we see that, you know, the habits that parents want to instill within their children really, really positive. Uh, unfortunately, sometimes they are uh, cut, uh, their inability to um, implement those habits because of their lack to, uh, for example, sufficient, uh, healthy, uh, fresh fruit and vegetables. Okay, Stephen Moffat from Bernardo's, thank you very much for joining us here on The Last Word at Today FM. Another listener says, it's not just low-income families. Everything is increasing because of inflation except wages. With increased electricity bills, increases on solid fuel heating bills, increases on insurance, the squeezed middle is really struggling. And so that is a point that is put forward by a lot of people that although the rate of inflation has moderated, Prices are still going up. And when you consider how much the prices of food and of electricity and of home heating and other things has gone up since early 2022 when the Russians invaded Ukraine and really accelerated the inflation crisis, those prices increases have become permanent. The increases on top of the increases might be small now, but people are struggling still to come up with the. And we know that in many cases that people still have arrears in relation to home heating and electricity bills that they actually have to still pay off. The last word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Today.